Welcome to episode two of Kansas Matters. I'm Derek Milligan. I'm Matt Cannon. I'm David Wilcox. And I'm Sarah Crick. Welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about Medicaid expansion. But first, a special election update. As we've talked about, there is a special election for the 4th District House position coming up on April 11th. Uh, this week was kind of cool because our boy, James Thompson, got uh, mentioned on Samantha Bee's show, Full Frontal. Uh, I didn't watch it. Did you <laughs> Did you guys watch it? <laughs> well, and I was actually going to ask, did that happen this week or did it happen significantly prior? It, it was happened like, two weeks ago. It was, well, but, I thought it was last week. It happened since whatever. our last recording, <laughs> and that's what matters. <laughs> Regardless, it happened. That's exciting. Everybody go watch the Samantha Bee clip. She's funny, by the way. I think she basically just mentions him. She's talking about the special elections coming up and says, go vote for James Thompson. Yeah. So. This and the race in Georgia are the only two going on right now, so... We are 50% of what's important in America right now. Well. That's the message I take. <laughs> that's, that's how I think of myself all the time anyways. So. so Samantha Bee being the smart lady that she is, everybody should go listen to her and go vote for James Thompson. Moving. Yeah. And also, the they've already opened up early voting stations. I've gone and voted. I voted by mail, so... I kind of beat you to the uh, there. I think they counted mine first, so... You know, I, I'm still undecided. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rockhold has some serious <laughs> eyebrows to consider. Well, yeah. And Ron Estes, I mean, he's dreamy, so... <laughs> he's something. So, they're actually... Uh, his first... My first time witnessing him uh, actually, you know, exist uh, was on the... the <laughs> and not be an empty chair. <laughs> the televised debate this week. Well, it was the first public debate that he uh, showed up to. The the only other one he showed up to was uh, it cost it was a twenty dollar entry. Uh, so it was, and it was in, in the middle, middle of the day. day. Yeah, in, in the, the middle, middle of the work, work day. Week. Yeah. And I believe since then he has also ditched two more debates. Is that right? I saw yes. a message yeah. on James's Facebook today that they had to cancel one because Ron no showed at the last minute, or announced he was going to no show at the last minute. So. Surprise. Yeah. I gotta say, I mean, obviously I disagree with the guy's policies, but I was not impressed with his uh, personality or general existence. <laughs> I, well, I, he can exist so long as it's not on a public platform. Yeah, yeah as long as he has no power <laughs> to well, make decisions. Pretty much every single talking point he made felt like just the typical like Republican Party talking point from the last five years. He said... If you want your, they said if you want your doctor, you get to keep your doctor. They said I'm going up to the Capitol Hill to fight Obama and Pelosi. And <laughs> he's still fighting measures that are already in place that they, the Republicans had a chance to replace and haven't. So mm -hmm. maybe and it failed spectacularly. <laughs> <laughs> and he also uh, mentioned the Planned Parenthood videos, which the creators of which were just indicted on 15 felonies in California. So that's neat. Good, that's good timing on his part, I think. It's topical. <laughs> at least he's staying relevant. Yeah. So also, I mean, yeah. No, I was just gonna say, at least he showed up. You know. <laughs> Finally. That's yeah. that's really what's gonna secure my vote. <laughs> Someone who can sit in a chair. I think it would have been a little more noticeable. It, it at a uh, what was it? It started at six thirty. Local news. Yeah. Yeah. Six thirty to seven. Half hour debate. Two commercial breaks. 
Technically, it was KWCH. Let's give them some credit. Yeah. It was. Oh, no. <laughs> KWCH and uh, KMUW, the radio station, both, right. like, co-sponsored. Okay, yeah. But it would have been pretty noticeable if you didn't show up to that one. Yeah. I just, and I, I gotta say, to give James uh, a bit of flack as well, he keeps turning a more and more moderate face. Like, the bigger his audience is, the more moderate he becomes, I feel like. It's true. And, well, and, and the more cautious. Yeah. He's he's not speaking from his heart. He's 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 trying to calculate. Yeah. So, let's see. I don't know. Hopefully, that was maybe his camera. Yeah. Shy or something. Yeah. Well, and big nightly news. And I said this immediately after the forum a couple of weeks ago. It's like he's just. I don't know that his views are actually changing. He's just no longer taking that stand. Yeah. But. Oh well, let's not belabor that. We've almost spent as much time talking about the debate as it took to conduct the debate at this point. Uh, yeah, well, also a focus of national attention has been uh, Medicaid expansion in Kansas. Yes. Uh, past. So maybe we should do some quick background um, for people who may not be aware. The Medicaid expansion is an option provided by Obamacare that would... A.K.A. the Affordable Care Act. That would allow states to expand their coverage of Medicare so that there wouldn't be a gap of people who are too poor to get proper subsidies from Obamacare and too rich to be on their current Medicaid, which is a large gap. In Kansas, uh, I believe it was, what was it? Anyone making over 138% of the poverty level doesn't qualify for Medicaid. So if you make 139% of the poverty level, you probably can't afford health care, but you also don't qualify for Medicaid. Mm -hmm. So under this expansion, uh, you would become, um, uh, you would then qualify for me the for Medicaid. For, um. Yeah, and whenever Kansas privatized it, they call it CanCare, and it was, it's a current stipulation of CanCare that you're only eligible as either a child or a single mother. They don't provide it to full families, they don't provide it to men, you either have to have a disability or be one of those criteria to even be eligible in the first place. And that's one of the, I believe, stipulations of extending it is you're only allowed to judge based on income level. Um, and so on t up until now, Kansas has not even considered expanding it, and just this week our legislature voted to expand it. After on the national level, uh, we saw that Obamacare wasn't going to replay, be replaced, so that opened the door. I, well, I kind of feel like the Republic, like the Re Republicans in Kansas, were just kind of hoping they would re repeal it and just be like, <laughs> "Well, oh, we're about hands. to do this." Tried. Yeah. The simple fact of the matter is, and many of our state legislators were able to cite this: eighty-two percent of Kansans approve Medicaid expansion. Yeah, that's overwhelmingly popular. Like. Not 82% of our senators and House representatives voted for it. In fact, if you go and look at a map of the people who voted yes and who voted no, basically the more rural counties voted yes and the urban counties, not counties, I'm sorry, districts voted yes and the urban districts voted yes while the uh, suburban areas voted no. Uh, so, the only way I can explain that is they're more insulated from, from the problem right now. All the hospital closings are happening in the rural areas, um, and there's uh, plenty of people in the uh, urban areas that 
live in the city because they're closer to services that would also qualify under, under expansion. And not to mention the, the party line aspect of the voting. Uh, most of the Democratic uh, Congress people are in the urban areas in Kansas. But yeah, I think the, the rural areas that voted for it is because there's already been two rural hospitals that have had to close. And experts have studied it and shown that if we had expanded Medicaid, they would not have had to close. Because so many of the people that receive service at those hospitals fall in that gap. And so they'd never get reimbursed for, for helping people. And so, yeah, that, that's just kind of frustrating. Um, Brownback actually just vetoed the bills, the bill today. Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> there is a possibility of veto override. Uh, the Senate had 81 that voted, uh, the House voted 8144, uh, but they would need three more people in order to, to override. Uh, the Senate would need two more people. They voted 25-14 the, the first time. They would need 27 to override. Uh, so it's possible this is still getting a lot of national attention because if this, if, if we were able to override this veto, 150,000 uh, people, it's estimated, would qualify for, this, for coverage. Yeah. And, and, and the, the costs over... 10 years would be 1.1 billion or 0.1% of our GDP. Yeah. That's each person paying $50. Each, each household paying $50 more. The GDP for Kansas? Yeah. It's 0.1% of our GDP. We can cover 150,000 more people. And that's not even taking into account the additional tax revenue that those places mm -hmm. would generate. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you're already paying for it anyway. Yeah, taxes well, and freeze premiums and things like that. So. Arguably, we're paying more because many of those people seeking health care now who can't afford insurance are just going to the emergency room where they right. cannot refuse service right. and somebody has to pay for it. Right. So the taxpayers do. Yeah, that, that money is only what Kansans would put forward. The majority of the money would come from uh, the federal level. Yeah, 90% is yeah. the federal contribution. Um, and, you know, you take that together and... Uh, what was his name? Kerr. Dave Kerr. Uh, he is a Republican, actually. And he has shown... He's, he's performed a study that showed that it would pay for itself, basically. Uh, he had a very conservative estimate that showed that the influx of federal Medicaid dollars would generate a $25 million spike in state tax revenues. And that was, again, assuming that we get about one-fifth of the return that all the other states that have actually done it have seen in reality. I mean, if you stop closing hospitals as well, these are more tax revenue from people that actually work at those places. Yeah. We've already lost like 500 or so jobs, I believe, within yeah. like one network within Kansas. So... At this point, it's unconscionable to not expand it. Like, there's yeah. every benefit in the world to do so. Most of the criticisms about expanding it are not based in reality. And... It's so can someone tell me about Brownback's reasons for vetoing? Yes. Because I feel like this is something that we can really get our dander up over, and I'm kind of excited. Well, Derek has his full statement over there. Yeah. Um, the summary is basically that he thinks uh, that the it fails to serve the truly vulnerable before the able-bodied, 
lax work requirements to help able-bodied Kansans escape poverty, <laughs> and burdens the state budget with unrestrainable entitlement costs. In addition, it would funnel more money to place the devil place Planned Parenthood. Which, it's a federal law that no tax dollars can fund abortion. Yeah. So Abortion, but not Planned Parenthood. Remember, right. they just hate Planned Parenthood as a whole, because not only do we hate abortion, but we want as many babies as possible. It's oh, fine. it's just a political tool. Right. To it, it's, yeah, it, it's just a, an excuse not to yeah. offer 150,000 people health care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Less than 3% of the thing of the I mean, money that Planned Parenthood spends goes towards providing abortions. It's a tiny, tiny amount of the services that they offer. Well, in addition to the ideological warfare of, oh, it's Planned Parenthood, let's make us into this big, you know, evil monster, it's also right in line with the overall class warfare that Kansas has chosen to wage against the poor people in the state, right? Like, yeah. let's look at um, the welfare requirements and the limitations on food stamps that were implemented over the summer. Can't use them to buy lobster or, what was it, lobster, steak, or cruise tickets. There was something else that was absolutely, like, absurd. It's in this state for whatever reason we feel like we have to legislate problems that don't exist in order to emphasize the fact that poor people must be moralized into non-existence well they want to they want to legislate that if you're poor and if you're receiving any sort of assistance you better be miserable about it like i mean this the city of wichita just closed or is going to close three of their community pools all of which are in very poor neighborhoods and are going to open a 7.2 million dollar park not too far from this house in northwest wichita they're opening uh they're starting construction on that park which is a topic for another episode because that's as far as i remember on it <laughs> we have really good golf courses though yeah. I mean, like, all these ideas are still, like, the Koch brothers, like, these are all his minions, like, the Tea Party minions and all things like that are all, you know, all these policies that they've wanted to put in place for a long time, and we're still kind of in remission from that, because we're, we're, we're recovering from those Tea Partiers, we elected some moderates, so we're, we're getting better, because that's how we expanded the Medicaid after all. Exactly. The tried one, to expand the try, Sorry, yeah. tried. I, I the got too hopeful there. Biggest detractor there was the biggest Coke mascot of all, our very own Brownback. Yeah. Who already vetoed, but we've discussed that. Yeah, he didn't take any time. But the good news is, they may try and override. Uh, as of this recording, that is still in wait. I think you said the House voted to delay. Yeah, the House voted 81 to something. 81 to 40 something to delay the vote to wait for a moderate Republican uh, to be in attendance to give to give her vote in yeah. favor of expansion. Um, Jim Ward, the House Minority Leader, it seems optimistic that we'll be able to find the the right amount of people. That's that's to, we have to wait to see, but yeah, fingers crossed. I know I'll be calling my senator and. Representative tomorrow, and because both of them voted no. Uh, Who's originally. your guy? Swellentrop is a senator, and oh, I'm suddenly drawing a blank. Yeah, the representative is leaving me right now, but 
I'll be trying to get a hold of them in their offices and uh, say, please, please change your vote. Please don't hate. <laughs> I'm happy to say both of mine are in support, both uh, Lethal Fasta Godot and uh, Gail Finney, Representative yeah. Gail Finney. Gail Finney's a rock star. Yeah, I love her. She's amazing. The House passed the House. a non-binding resolution. That basically said that porn is bad. Okay. Pretty much. That's in it because there's no legal binding to this whatsoever. Oh. So it's basically, it's, a, it, it's like a denouncement it, it, in civilization. It was like the day after the yes. US, U.S. House passed the, uh, basically, we can spy on your internet browser history. And they made a, a porn denouncement. The day, so, the following day they made a porn denouncement, which is totally not going to backfire on anyone. No, not at all. But the, so their, their logic is... Porn is demeaning to women, which causes is the first time Republicans care about <laughs> women's the issues. only time Republicans care about women's issues is when it looks bad on them. Yeah, and they said porn, porn addiction is ravaging our country. Our boys can't get boners anymore. Uh, our women I, are objectified. Just, no, seriously, they said it's, uh, there's erectile, erectile dysfunction. dysfunction is like the, a huge problem these days. The Eagle reports that the resolution That's why Viagra is covered. Pornography treats women and children as objects, reduces the desire to marry, can cause Ooh. erectile dysfunction, which is the real tragedy, <laughs> and creates a sexually toxic environment. Opponents of the resolution that don't support uh, pornography, but U.S. citizens have a right to freedom of expression even if the price of freedom is high. I don't know what that means. What? <laughs> so, because there does exist such a thing in which the women and children, well, one, there's no children, point A, and point B, the women are, you know, my like people who have agency. And so, like, I'm assuming that not all porn is evil. So, what caused? Whatever. It's fine. Let's move on to something else. Yeah, that's just another ridiculous thing that Kansas do. And really, I mean, let's let's be honest here. What's the motivation behind something like this? They want to force the Democrats to vote no because it's a worthless, toothless, uh, feel-good resolution. It and goes back to that ideological warfare well, that Republicans have been waging for it, years. It, no, it's so that they can have bait for attack ads. It's so that in 2018 they can be like, that's this, this senator voted no on protecting children. Do you want to support someone who supports porn? Hurting children? Okay, so there are actually, as a reaction to Congress making it legal for um, companies to sell your internet information, et cetera, et cetera, there are actually people who are raising money to purchase the history of members of Congress. Well, the founders of Cards Against Humanity have already said that they will just outright buy it without needing to raise funds or anything. Well, I think there are also people who are trying to raise it for, like, state representatives, uh, etc. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately... <laughs> well, okay, so the headlines... <laughs> no, well, okay, so the thing is you can't... You, you won't be able to identify specifically who... You can't say, I want to buy David Wilcox's browser history. Right, so you It's you, metadata you can, like the NSA. You can buy data from an internet service provider, but there's still legal problems with trying to find out individuals in that. So that you're gonna sense. be able to, you're gonna find out like a bulk data of like what your general area is browsing, but you're not gonna be able to find like Derek Milligan, this guy. 
Uh-oh. Pervert. Total pervert. <laughs> like, you're not going to be able to find that sort of information. So. But you can see if they've also been searching things like how to write a bill. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, what does the president do? <laughs> things like that, yeah. Congress for dummies. <laughs> I've won my race. Now what? <laughs> oh God! Why don't Where we? is Ron Estes? <laughs> From Ron Estes' search history. Um, Maybe we can pull up his Google Maps history. Actually, find out where he was. Oh, that sounds really stalkery. Ugh. I hope none of this is available. <laughs> I, well, I mean, they, there's, you know, it's whatever your internet service provider can sell. So. Yeah. They could sell your let's, history on Google Maps. Let's uh, keep in mind that the National Congress voted for this along party lines. Republicans voted to allow yeah. companies to sell your browsing history to advertisers and anyone else. They sold your privacy for their campaign donations. All the Democrats in Congress voted against it. All the independents voted against it. It's purely the Republicans because they don't care about individuals. <laughs> This is going to be, that's like my theme song. Republicans hate you. Do, do, do. So you're looking at this all wrong. You're looking at like your freedom of your own privacy, not someone else's freedom to buy your privacy. That's, that's true. Why don't I think of the corporations? <laughs> <laughs> you just need to re, you know, relearn what the term freedom means. <laughs> Silly me. Thinking freedom means... isn't free. It costs money. <laughs> yeah, you know, how are you going to get free college? Right? Yeah. It's not free. Somebody's got to pay for it. Dang hippies. But, so, br bringing that back down to a local level, uh, at the debate yesterday, Estes uh, talked about the evils of Obamacare, talked about how good the AHCA was, just in time. I don't, I don't know if he got the memo that it had failed. I mean, I have heard. Uh, but did he? Because he was still talking about how good it was. How how Republicans are going to find... They're going to have a replacement that is cheaper and better and faster and stronger. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it didn't happen. What do you know? Maybe he was just behind the times. It could be. Or trying to rally support again because even yeah. though Trump said, if you don't pass this... I'm never coming back to to healthcare. They've already said repealing Obamacare is back on the agenda. So, mm. like maybe Ron had like accidentally locked himself in a closet and he's just been kind of hanging out there for a while and somebody finally let him out, which is why he's like kind of confused been... about what's going on right now. That's why we've been missing him at all of these. Yeah, he's missed all the That's why he was blinking blinking so much. He's like not used to light again. <laughs> He's been. That's, that might be it. Maybe his handlers have I, kept I him locked away in a basement. I think or he something. just couldn't get out. <laughs> that's, that's a valid theory. Very sad. Because really, all all of the things that he advocated for were outdated. Is a kind way of putting it. Right. One of the specific questions were if they uh, supported Meals on Wheels, since that was uh, another thing that the Republican Health Care Act got rid of. He did not take the opportunity to defend Meals on Wheels. Um, he did take the time to say that we need to reduce our foreign aid spending, which, if you actually look at the research, is less than 1% of the entire federal budget, and uh, over 50% of our foreign aid actually goes to health, 
at first. Like right. stopping pandemics. Stopping pandemics, helping fight AIDS in places like Africa, and a heck of a lot of our foreign aid. Um, oh well, yeah, he he says we need to get rid of that. So you know, taking those big fish. Even the libertarian candidate, the can't, the, the one, uh, he's a member of a party that like their one thing is minimize government spending. Said it sends the wrong message to reduce Meals on Wheels spending while increasing military aid. Yeah, military spending. I think his quote was that there's bigger fish to fry. Yeah, and he's correct. If you if you're if you are actually interested in reducing the size and the cost of the federal government, you don't nickel and dime it to death through programs that help the poor and the seniors. You go after the big stuff like defense spending and that sort of thing. And somewhat ironically, on SS's campaign webpage, um, I actually mentioned this last week, he uh, talked to, well, I'll come back to that. Spoiler alert. Uh, Spoiler. On his website, he, he says that we need to uh, repair our relationships with Israel because Obama has destroyed our relationship with Israel. Right. And meaning he wants to send more foreign aid to Israel, presumably, who is already one of the biggest recipients of United States foreign aid. And so, you know, another contradiction within his own viewpoints. Reduce foreign aid, but help out Israel more for some reason. And, you know, does Ron have an opinion on the border wall? Has, uh, he, has anybody even noticed? They, they asked about that. They did ask. Because that's another, like, huge expense that we're taking money from, you know, Meals on Wheels to pay for. Yeah, he uh, he just gave the generic, it's important to protect our borders, right. and I support the president, and yada, <laughs> yada, yada. Almost all of his answers were like, what do you picture a generic Republican would say? And then that's what it was. So, it, yeah. But, um, so, as as our regular viewers remember... Previously, Listeners. I had I had uh, emailed Ron Estes' campaign and asked about one Not of the jerk. one of the common claims that he had about returning money to taxpayers, specifically one point five million dollars to Kansas. He clarified that uh, he must have really wanted to address. He knew I'd be watching, and so right. he addressed my email during the debate. They didn't actually ever respond to me, mm-hmm. but uh, apparently that was in fact the unclaimed property returning that was conducted under his watch, which is not something special. I'm pretty sure most states do that. It may even be mandatory. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, unclaimed property, isn't that, I mean, didn't, I mean, I hate to bring up personal business during the podcast, but didn't you get something like that from Oklahoma after you'd been living in Kansas for four years? Yeah, because legally, if a company owes you money from like paychecks that they failed to give you or whatever, or a landlord doesn't, isn't able to get you your uh, deposit back, they're supposed to submit it to the state's unclaimed property. And you can go look yourself up in a database, and if you have any, you can receive it. And so all they're doing is connecting two parties together. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a good thing to have happen, but it's not something to brag about. Every state does it. Shut up, Ron. You did not return money. (laughs) You you helped people receive the money that they were rightfully owed. And it had nothing to do with the state returning money. It was an individual or a company returning money to the person who it was owed to in the first place. So I know a lot of people were probably really hopeful to hear an update on that situation, and there you have it. So one of his biggest claims, that's well, in all the commercials and everything. You know, and he, it's funny he touts that because the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau 
is actually one of those programs that's on the chopping block under Trump's administration, which is one of the things they do is get money back to the people. Of course. So, thanks, Ron. You're uh, what a guy. <laughs> You're advocating a guy who wants to uh, make it impossible for you to make your biggest campaign brag. AHCA. We've been talking. We've been talking on a local level. Let's talk on a national level. American Healthcare Act greatest 2017. Whatever the full name ever was of all time. That North Korea period. style name. 1.5 million people love it. <laughs> Three million illegals hate it in California. <laughs> it sounds like a Daily Show segment. It does, and it might as well be. You couldn't come up with a more farcical piece of legislation than they attempted there. And but the the thing I'm enjoying of all this is reading the reports from congressional Republicans who had uh, after their secret top meeting with Trump had come out and said he does not know anything at all about healthcare. <laughs> had you guys seen those articles? Yeah, he had, he he has no clue what is in that bill <laughs> yeah. at all. He hasn't read a single word of it. They they bragged about how much shorter this one was. <laughs> Was there more figures? And <laughs> yeah, they, what, was there any pop-ups? It was like, 38 pages, and nine of those were dedicated to making sure that uh, lottery winners aren't eligible for healthcare subsidies. That's just smart business. There's at least like 12 lottery winners in Kansas alone. <laughs> Who are just milking the system. And we're going broke yeah. because of it. Ruining the country. I, I think the best is now it's creating a divide between the Freedom Caucus and moderate Republicans, if those are still a thing, really. Um, we have our own Freedom Caucus in Kansas. Do you know what they're called? I do not. The Truth Caucus. Shut up. That's the real name. <laughs> the Truth Caucus. They said, what is the most ironic thing we can name ourselves? They cornered the market on truth, and they, and they, and and they, they trademarked it. Beat it to death after yeah. they have it cornered. <laughs> I was not aware of that. <laughs> More you know. How many members are in the uh, Truth Caucus? I don't know. Uh, they they have their own Facebook page. It's it's good to watch their. Uh, they they make statements every now and then. Is uh, Ron Estes part of this? No. So this this is a he's legislative. Not, not in, well, I mean, will he be though if he wins? N this is in Kansas, like uh, just the okay. Kansas legislature. Yeah. True. I'm sorry. I was, True. I don't know if he would want to be a member of the Freedom Caucus or not. The Freedom Caucus. Yeah. I think he'd probably be. A I think he would. It's whoever talks to him first, probably he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'll join your club." I don't have opinions you want of my own. Me? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think he absolutely would be part of the Freedom Caucus. To be honest, yeah. that that divide I think is going to like save our country. Who would have thought that the Freedom Caucus? Well, and especially because Trump came out today, I think it was. Basically saying there's a war on the Freedom Caucus now. Yeah, he said that we need to start primarying them. and He didn't use any big words like that. But right. He basically said, they bad, we good. Rah, rah, rah. I think that might be too much of a vocabulary for him. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I guess we'll see what happens in the next few months. Because the Freedom Caucus, you know, they have a pretty, you know, strong financial backing. His latest tweet, uh, Donald Trump's latest tweet is, the Freedom Caucus will hurt the entire Republican agenda if they don't get on the team and fast. We must fight them and Dems in 2018. And Dems. Don't forget about the Dems.
It's like he doesn't know how numbers work. <laughs> if you don't have the Freedom Caucus and you don't have the Dems, you don't have a majority in the House. You have to have one of those or the other. You know, numbers aren't his strong suit. Nor <laughs> writing or legislating or being president. Then, like, another what? faction of the Republican Party is going to piss him off. He's what? like, we need to fight them and the Freedom Caucus and Dems. <laughs> He's just going to dissolve Congress. It's his next executive order. He's going to do it all himself, man. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I liked reading about the negotiations with the, with the Freedom Caucus folks was supposedly Steve Bannon said, there is no negotiations. You have to vote for this. That's it. <laughs> and I, I don't have the So you think they all just kind of looked at each other like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have the quote in front of me. But Go one, back to your blog. <laughs> one of them said, the last time someone told me to do, I had to do something, it was my daddy, and I didn't say yes then either. <laughs> that sounds like a Lindsey Graham quote. It was, <laughs> it was Maybe it's because you Graham. put like the Southern Belle on the end of that, but. <laughs> uh, it's, there are going to be like our Batman, you know, not the hero we deserve, but the ones we need. <laughs> my, my worry is that when it comes to tax reform, they will all manage to Somehow they're gonna fall in line. Find the strength one. in themselves to still pass plenty of uh, tax. Cuts they all, they all have one thing in common. They're all pretty wealthy. So tax it's, reform is yeah, always that's an one easy thing one. They all agree on. Yeah. It's just you know how much do we tax the poor is really what they're gonna be fighting over. Yeah. As much as they're allowed to. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know what the next item on their agenda is. Uh, the travel ban just got an extended uh, ban continuation in Hawaii. That was comforting. Um, Good. <laughs> As it should. <laughs> yeah. That, that thing's never going to work. Like, it's been ruled unconstitutional twice. And they're not addressing the actual reasons that it was unconstitutional in the first place. So... Racist. It's dead in the water. On the other hand, um, David had a brilliant interjection earlier that I think we should actually discuss in full now, which was... I forget. I like guessing games. Something, someone's testifying. So, Michael Flynn is agreeing to testify in front of the Congressional Intelligence Committee with as, assuming he gets immunity. Now, that seems pretty suspicious, that he would want immunity. No, see, this is a great sign for Trump. Yeah. Because he's just going to sneak his way in there, he's going to fling his little heart out, and figure out what the FBI's doing from the inside, you see. <laughs> is this like 16D chess or this something? This is so many Ds. So many Ds of chess. No, but in seriousness, this we are on the verge of the largest scandal in American history. Like, I, I keep feeling like any day now, the lid's going to blow on this whole thing. And it keeps getting a little more and a little more, and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> like, I, and... If you're asking for immunity, you've got some dirt. Definitely. He's, he's trying to flip. He's, he's saying, he's yeah. telling the FBI, please, I'll flip. Just... He knows he's, he's totally screwed. Don't send screwed. me to jail with the rest of them. <laughs> he knows he's screwed. So, yeah. And as of as of your breaking news, no one had accepted that uh, offer. I believe he, he offered it to, supposedly to the FBI under the House and uh, 
committee that's investigating, and so we'll see. I, if the FBI doesn't accept the deal, you gotta believe that it's because they don't need them to flip. It's because they already have everything they need, and they're just crossing their T's and dotting their I's. Yeah. Well, having added witnesses can always be helpful, and so I have to wonder if there are other potential reasons they would not accept his testimony. Like, maybe it's not very good. No. I mean, he he is... I'm just being a pessimist. He's as much in the... He's as in the inner circle as you can get. Fair enough. Between him and, like, Trump's actual family, there's... That's it. So, really random side note, we can always come back, but... Did y'all pick up on Ivanka's new role? Unofficially? So she was originally going to be installed in the White House, as in given an office in the West Wing, but she was going to not be on the government dollar and she was going to be purely a volunteer. However, ethics watchdogs pointed out that that would make her exempt from certain gag rules and disclosure rules. And so she's still not getting paid, but now she has an official title, and it's advisor to the president in order to, I guess, like, make her somehow subject to those rules. But it doesn't change the fact that she is a family member installed in the White House, serving an advisory capacity. Yeah, the Kennedys mm. ruined nepotism for everybody, so we really <laughs> shouldn't be allowed so to have that. <laughs> It's it's she's the the daughter wife, she's the de facto first lady. The first phrase you used sounded really really creepy, and as no, much it as was I can't supposed stand, to. yeah, as <laughs> much as I can't stand that family, whoa. I mean, I'm I'm just saying it. We're all thinking it. <laughs> no, just some of us. Anyhow, moving on, we can go back to the original conversation. No, I don't remember what we were talking about. Trains left that Not track. Not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is explicitly your fault. Hey, it's not my fault y'all didn't She's remember. Like, Hold up, I'm gonna let you finish in a minute. <laughs> I am the new Kanye. Who's my Taylor Swift? The podcast. <laughs> um, gosh. Yeah. So Nunez got his information from that Flynn advisor, is that correct? So let's 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 sell something. Is it Nunez or is it Nunez? I think it's Nunes. <laughs> I thought it was Nunez. There's but no I've Inye. never seen I've never seen the teal day. Is there a, is there not? It's not an Inye. It's just Should we take Nunes off the table? Nunes? Like saying dunes, Nunes? <laughs> yeah, we should take that off the table now. I'm pretty sure there's either a teal day or none. It's Nunya. Nunya business. <laughs> Aced it. Kansas Matters solving the truly important the problem problems. Today. <laughs> Everyone's that, thinking that. Every time that guy gets to a microphone, he looks guilty as shit. Yeah. He does, in fact. <laughs> and I don't even see pictures of him much. He, he looks like he's in full-on panic mode. Doesn't know what to say. That's probably how he spends most of his life nowadays. Well, that's what happens right. when you turn someone who was working as a farmer like five years ago into the head of security and oversight Listen, in the entire House of Representatives. There are farmers that could pull that off. He's just obviously not one of them. Well, 
maybe give him like a few years in Congress before pumping him up into the leadership <laughs> role. Maybe so he can learn how to lie better because he's not even that good at it. And yeah, the whole this whole fiasco is like inches from exploding. Nunes is just the most recent goon to to try and jump in front of the Trump train and get completely obliterated in the meantime. See, that's my whole big question with the with the entire Russia subject to begin with is, is it really inches though? Because investigations will often take years, unless some um, like yeah. unless. Flynn flips and has some really good information, which if they're not accepting his offer, he obviously doesn't. This could drag on for years. Russia is nothing to pin our hopes on. Well, it sounds like he made the offer publicly, which is an interesting strategy. Like, yeah. he's, he's trying to put pressure on the FBI or the House Investigation Committee to... Or he's in just full-on panic mode because he's an idiot as well. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he might... He might get hey, when in doubt, <laughs> when in doubt, go public. He's the kid that climbed the tree and then realized he can't get back down. <laughs> Immunity, please. It's. I mean, I gotta believe that if. It, I, I I can't imagine these are normally public requests. It does seem a little strange. Presumably, you would privately be contacted or be contacting the FBI with your lawyer. Yeah. But. We'll see. Um, maybe tomorrow we'll know if they've accepted or not. I don't know. Well, and maybe it's... And, and this is my cynical part talking, but maybe it's just an opportunity to try to save face. Here, I will volunteer my information as long as you say you won't prosecute me. He doesn't specify what he wants immunity from, does he? It's, I think it's just blanket immunity. Yeah. And so, no, I don't think that's, that's means, not saving face, that's saving your ass from jail. Well, but here's the thing. What's he saving immunity from? Or what's he asking for immunity from? Like, if it's, it's, it's kind of like, am I looking to get a parking ticket or a felony for speeding, you know, X miles over the speed limit? Well, okay, so if they are found to be traitors, which it looks like more and more that they are, it is the one crime defined in the Constitution, and it carries the death penalty. Except you have to build a pretty significant case for that. The FBI has been investigating this since last July. I'm just saying there are many reasons why someone might ask for immunity, and that does not necessarily de default to the most severe penalty. I think it means he's guilty. Guilty as <laughs> shit. <laughs> If you don't well, have nothing to hide, you don't have to ask for immunity. How long? If you how don't long have nothing to hide, you shouldn't complain about the NSA looking into your shit. But we do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, so that's the joke. Our go-to, you know, suffix is gate, right? Because Watergate was the biggest scandal ever, and and that took like two and a half years to put the case together. But Nixon was much smarter than Trump, and he wasn't <laughs> like tweeting evidence of his <laughs> wrongdoings. Yeah. Yeah, if Nixon had a Twitter account, it'd just be filled with, like, anti-Semitic things all the time. <laughs> but and complaining about, uh, what's-its-face, uh, Wood, Woodstock. What? Woodstock. I, I don't, God believe Nixon wasn't a fan of Woodstock. Let's see, when you say Woodstock, I think the little yellow bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snoopy! Oh, well, that one didn't go well.
<laughs> they can't all be winners. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's more every day. Everyone, keep your eyes glued to your smartphones. <laughs> and your ears glued, glued to you. To us, or Kansas Matters. <laughs> oh wow, we need a better tagline, guys. <laughs> Lend us your ears, friends, Kansans, countrymen. With that awkward pause, I think we're gonna bow out this evening. Yeah, we'll try, we'll get another episode or two in before this special election actually happens. And hopefully with more updates there. Hopefully we'll get some more uh, gems from our boy Estes. He's full of them. So everyone remember to go vote on April 11th. Vote your, early, vote often. Your polling place has... <laughs> don't, as wait, usual, wait, don't wait. listen to Derek. <laughs> well, that's a felony, I'm sorry. Um... But please do bear in mind, um, a lot of polling places have changed because this particular election is going on during uh, Holy Week this year. And so... Um, God doesn't want you to vote. Or churches don't want you to vote. One of the two. Either way, uh, check your, double check your polling place. Many of them have changed because churches are closing or holding alternate services for Holy Week. Um, so always double check and it's April 11th. You can vote early. Go online to look for your um, early voting place. Sedgwickcounty.org if you live in Sedgwick County. If you live outside of there, good luck. We don't know it. It's probably your county website as well. Maybe. <laughs> All right. We will see everybody next week. Adios. Bye. Bye.